Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It's the Doug and Tyler show this evening. James is off doing his thing, and I have returned from my slight short sabbatical. But I'm here, and I'm with Tyler. Tyler, what's cracking up there in Minnesota, man? Well, we had our county fair. Yeah, we we go crazy with our county fairs. Uh, The kids went on some rides. It was really fun. Uh, Kids really enjoyed it. I had a Philly cheesesteak, which I haven't had in a while, and it was pretty good. Probably not up to Tim... Tim standards, Tim Keller. Did you see that the gyms in Philadelphia like was on fire? It's one of the best places for a cheesesteak, and everyone was like all sorts of sad. Oh, that's that's not good. I, I feel no. like Tim's brought that up. That that specific one, but yeah, it's like it's like low key like the one of if not the best cheesesteak place in Philly. Oh, it's not sucks. Pat's or the other freaking one. That sucks. Yeah, but yeah, I had one of those, and then my parents were like, "Hey, you guys want to go out to eat?" So we went to this. It's like a biker bar dive, and we went there. Was John Taffer there? It was, li- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was literally a hole in the wall, but it was really good. And we nice. drove 40 minutes there and 40 minutes back for it. My parents really hyped it up. All so right. I so it paid off. It was it. worth yep. the drive. It, well, it was. Nice. You spent more on gas than you did on food. Yes. I respect that. 100%. <laughs> What's gas uh, in Minnesota at right now? Four fourteen. It's okay, dropping. That's, a, that's about the same as here. Uh, you know, they're just gonna get us used to the new normal of four dollars, which I I hate, but whatever. Yep. That's another. That's another podcast you can listen to whenever you like. Somewhere <laughs> is having someone's having a podcast about like setting the new about normal gas. Yeah. And setting. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I've had a good weekend. It's been uh, pretty low key over here, so nothing crazy to report. Uh, I'm gonna be off to Atlanta. Not to a Falcons game this coming weekend, so I will not be on the pod next week. Um, Neither will James. I know I mean, it's, it's going to be. You're going single... to have to find one or two guests. I think you I, can probably maybe manage. maybe I could just do a solo. You know, I, I don't mean... mind a solo pod. I actually thought about talking to you and bringing back the the Guru Game Guidance and having it on the DHH feed. That would be that'd that be something. Be I know, I know people fun. would enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of a lot of positive reviews on it, so it, we'll see. Possibly you possibly you. Uh, so just wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor this week. It's fantasy points. It is officially redraft season. August 1st is tomorrow or today. If you're listening, congratulations. Uh, and that to me kicks off the official redraft season for most people, not the diehards like me, who's been doing redrafts since, you know, Scott fishbowl stuff like a month ago, but for the most part, August 1st kicks off the redraft season and who better than to participate in that redraft season and to go on to Fantasy Points. When you use code DHH22, you get 10% off a Fantasy Points subscription. 90% of subscribers made the playoffs last year and the year before. It's even going to be better this year because they are locked and loaded. They got the lowest price in the industry. They've got an analytic-powered draft tool. There's a DFS optimizer if you like to play DFS like I do. There's all sorts of awesome articles. There's podcast network on there. There's uh, you know articles by Graham Barfield, who's amazing. Scott Barrett. Scott like, Barrett, yeah. who's, you know, one of the, uh, you know, people held in the highest regard in the fantasy industry. So you can check out Scott's work as well. If you're looking for rankings, anything, cheat sheets, anything you want is on there. Head over to fantasypoints.com, use code DH22 and get that 10% off today. All right. 
So this week, we are going to talk about the Wild Wild West. And if I'm cool mode, I go, Wild Wild West. Uh, <laughs> because the West, in both the NFC and the AFC, is an absolute fantasy treasure trove this year. With all the moves in the offseason, which we'll talk about, it is absolutely bonkers. But before we get to the West side, which is the best side, by the way, <laughs> don't fight me, Biggie, um, we're going to talk about some news. So we've got a little bit of news. It's starting to heat up a little bit more. We've got some training camp stuff too. And I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on that because that's like, you know, that's a one-way trip to narrative street a lot of times with training yeah. camp. I remember Terrell Pryor's one-handed catch that bounced him up like three rounds. Like, oh my God, he's amazing. Um, yeah, so none of that. But the news that we had, there was a big free agent signing. Everyone was speculating, where is Julio Jones going to go? Is he going to be a Green Bay Packer? Is he going to be a Dallas Cowboy? Everyone's kind of waiting. And then all of a sudden, Julio Jones is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. There's footage out there of Tom Brady throwing him a touchdown. Julio with the toe tap in the back of the end zone. So obviously this has big fantasy implications because Mike Evans was a fringe first rounder in redraft. Now in Dynasty, he's not quite as valued as much because he's going into his ninth season and as awesomely productive as he's been. Probably a future Hall of Famer, to be honest. Um, you know, Mike Evans in Dynasty isn't quite as valuable. But this is going to impact Mike Evans, I think. It's going to impact Russell Gage a little bit, possibly. And then Chris Godwin is not on the pup list. He is in camp, but it's more of a precautionary so he can participate in walkthroughs and stuff like that. He's not out there running routes and all these things just yet. So I think that's one of the, like, um, it's part of a strategy. I still don't know if Godwin's going to be ready week one. Nobody knows. But I think um, I think Tampa Bay is just being... So Tyler, when you saw that your boy former Falcon legend, Julio Jones, one of the goats, signed with Tampa Bay. What was your initial reaction um, to this Tampa Bay passing game and Julio's fit there with Mr. Tom Brady? So for me, it, it just screams they need a body. They weren't really excited with Godwin and his and his question marks. So they went out, they got Julio. They beat the Packers to it because the Packers, there was some speculation they could be the ones to sign. Now they beat him to it. Julio's back in the NFC South. I don't think you should be expecting what a lot of people are expecting. Now, I agree. From what I saw in Tennessee, he was done. He was a shell of himself. It didn't look like he had much to give. Now, the plays I'm seeing in Tampa, he could be healthy. He had some you know, lower body injuries last year when he was with Tennessee. Now, that's what he's known for. How long will he last in Tampa is my real question. How how many games will he actually play before he gets hurt? Now, people are sleeping on Russell Gage, who I've seen you know reports that Gage He's looks popping. outstanding yep. in camp. He's been one of the best players. In Can't Tampa cover Bay. him is what they've been saying. Yep. Yeah. And, and for me, this Julio signing is dropping Gage's redraft value and price in Dynasty. And for me, that's the true player I think is the winner because I, in my opinion, I came out and said it. Julio should be the fourth target on this offense. He's going to make a few big plays here and there. He will. It's just, it's who Julio is, but it's who he is now. He does. He's 33. He doesn't have the speed. He used he doesn't to have that catch and run ability. Like he used yeah. to. Yeah. Yep. And, and even if he does, there's a great opportunity for him to get hurt. He's at that age apex where we see a lot of receivers just fall off. And if they don't, they get hurt real quick, real easily. So for me, I'm a, I'm actually more out on Julio. I saw he's getting traded for second rounders in 2023. Oh, I would think that second ball, rounder yeah, all day long. All day. Yeah. For me, I am loving this for the value of Godwin. 
Mm-hmm. I'm loving it for Mike Evans, even who I said I was out on. But hey, if the value's there, go get him. And mainly Russell Gage. Yeah. And also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed tight end Kyle Rudolph as well. So don't know what that's going to look like between Breit. Um, Mike in the chat says, is Julio going to fill the Gronk role? I don't think so. I no. think Gage is going to get most of those targets. I think that they brought Rudolph in and Breit. I'm just staying away Blocking. from all. T- I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking away. Uh, I'm not taking any Tampa Bay tight end. I think that Bray uh, was a hot pickup as soon as Gronk retired. Then they go out and sign Rudolph, who, you know, he's a little bit older too. I just don't think they're going to feature the tight end in this offense. I think those targets are actually going to go to Russell Gage over the middle of the field and Godwin yeah. when he returns. I think that's where they're going. And, and, you know, and also we'll cover it in a minute, but Rashad White popping in pass drills. Uh, for Tampa Bay. So that could be a part of their offense as well. You know, Leonard Fournette had a ton of targets last year. Um, so maybe they mix in white and we'll, we'll touch on that here shortly. So the other big news this week, we've had some extensions. So that, that 20, what was that? The 2019, 2019, yep. 2019 Nikhil Harry receiving class. Um, <laughs> Is he going to get signed? Is he going to get his big extension? No, no, not at all. Uh, have fun on the bears, buddy. Uh, so we've got DK Metcalf signed just a few days ago. The thing I love about these deals, they're both three-year deals for DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel. So they're signing. They're going to be in camp starting tomorrow. Everything's good to go. No holdouts, nothing. Um, they're three-year deals for both guys. So I think that's really advantageous, not only for the player, because they're getting paid 70 plus million dollars with 50 something million dollars guaranteed, which is a great payday. But DK is going to be a free agent again when he's like 27 or 28. And so is Debo. Debo's a little bit older, I believe. But these guys are going to be able to cash in a second time. So it makes a lot of sense for the team just in case like Debo was a one-hit wonder. And I don't think he is because he's a great football player. But they are protecting themselves from a six-year, hundred, you know, X amount of million dollars. So I think it's smart for both. And I think we're going to see more of this happen. It started with Terry McLaurin getting his extension because his was only for a three year as well. So I think this is the new trend in the NFL is that young receivers that are 25, 24 years old, they're going to have no problem doing three year deals um, at, at an annual average value of over $20 million with, you know, 75% of it being guaranteed money, because that's what affects the cap a lot too, is that guaranteed money. They can manipulate the cap with the more guaranteed money there is in there. So Tyler, what do you think about the long-term prospects over the next few years? I know DK is a little bit more of a wild card because we don't know what the future at quarterback looks like. And Debo Samuel, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we break down the West, but it looks like Trey Lance is the man now. So what is what does that look like for Debo? Because I think that's one of the hardest offenses to kind of figure out potentially. Yeah, uh, Debo, sh- you know, getting paid, he's going to be a huge part of this offense. But what people don't remember is he's had injury issues. This is last year was kind of the first year he's been really extremely healthy. I think yep. he missed a game and it was at the most least opportune time. I think is during the fantasy <laughs> playoffs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for Debo, he had an outstanding season. He was wide receiver three or he was two? in the top five for sure. Yeah. yeah. It, which, which everybody loved the talent years and years, but it was just the injuries that held him back. So if he can stay healthy, this contract will be worth its weight in gold because they need a guy like him. And especially with Trey Lance, who who can move around. Uh, I, like, I, like I said, we're going to talk about the West, so I won't get too deep into it. Thank I you. think Debo deserved it. But uh, for the other wide receivers, I got to talk about Nikhil Harry. How sad is he feeling seeing all these deals? Plus... 
How sad am I feeling as a Patriots fan? He is. Let's really tap into that. He's dealing with drops in Bears camp already. Apparently, he's caused a few interceptions for Justin Fields. You know, dropping the ball and then pretty much. I won't be surprised if he doesn't make the team. They traded very little to get him. Uh, If he doesn't, if he can't put his stuff together, he's a great blocking receiver. Cool. Um, but like I could see him getting cut and being a free and then then sitting for a while because his just, his game just hasn't translated for whatever reason. That's crazy. And and talking about the other receivers like DK Metcalf, he's getting, he's getting paid. Like that guy got his money. He's with Seattle. That's the main issue. Drew Locke apparently has shown accuracy in camp, but Gino looks to be winning the job. Who knows what's going on there? They could get, I'm buying the dip on DK. They could get Jimmy G. Once again, we'll talk about him. We're talking about the West. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll hold off on a lot of these players, but uh, congratulations to all these receivers. I agree with you. The deals, the three-year deals seem to be the new thing. Mm -hmm. And it's good for both parties. But I think a lot of it is due to age. Terry McLaurin came in older. Debo came in older. DK, he's only 25. But I think Seattle just doesn't know what their future holds. So... Maybe they, if they can secure want... a, a franchise piece. You yeah. have to do it and then f- try to figure out quarterback maybe after this year or yep. maybe they trade for Jimmy G who knows. And then uh, maybe resign DK after this is up because you know, yeah. let, let's see what we got. Yeah. We got this monster of a receiver. We need to hang on to him. Let's just see what we can do at quarterback within the next couple of years. If we can't figure that out, why pay a receiver when it's kind of pointless? So yep. it worked out for both. And I think a lot of it, the three year deals are due to age. So like, Players like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, I think they have five-year deals. I think they'll have a little longer deals yeah. like A.J. Brown was for. Yep, I agree. All right, let's uh, play a little bit of a game here, which is fun. It is training camp season. I know I got really excited. I haven't spent a lot of time on Twitter I have. for most of this <laughs> summer. But uh, once training camp's open, I, was on, I found myself gravitating and getting the energy again um, once football started to happen, even in a training camp capacity. Yeah. So that has kind of injected it into my veins and I've been much more, much more active and excited than I have in the previous months. So it's great to have that back Thursday night. We get the first preseason game. I believe it's the Las Vegas Raiders against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, sir. Um, so that's just going to kick us off and then we're going to have games. And then before we know it, the season's going to be here. So let's talk a little bit of training camp. And I want to play a game with you, Tyler. I want to play a game. <laughs> I want to play training camp hot or not. So I'm going to give you a player and I'm going to give you a breakdown on what they've been up to. And you tell me if it's hot or if it's not. So the first one is out of Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. It's George Pickens. Alpha dog, George Pickens. He got that dog in him. Not like Zach Wilson, but he got that dog in him. And Pickens has been flashing in camp. Now, there's some stats out there. He leads the team in receptions and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Chase Claypool is currently injured. Looks like he might be the big slot is what they're kind of projecting him for, um, possibly. That's Claypool, right? Yes. So, George Pickens, hot or not? Hot. Very hot. And and it's the talent. We all had him as like a top three receiver talent-wise. But, it you know, there's a lot of people that were, oh, no, the off the field issues. He started to fight. And I remember back then I said, it's just because he's super into football. Like this is his life. He he's loves to play the dude. game. Yeah, yeah. He's very passionate. And, and we've all played sports. I played hockey and almost got into a fight in a beer and Brotley. Like that's, that's kind of what you want though. You don't want somebody that's like cowering and being like, mm-hmm. no, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Like show some energy, show a little fight in you. And for me, George Pickens is that I've seen many videos of George Pickens making catch after catch. There was an incomplete pass 
where he was flat. It looked like he was Chris Angel style floating on his back <laughs> midair. Crazy catch. When he came down, he dropped it. And he was pissed at himself that he did yeah. not make that catch. Like, that's you, what I want to see. You want to see the competitiveness even 100%. in uh, 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 you know, a training camp environment. Yeah. Yep. And, and his body control in every single play I've seen has been insane. Like, top-notch. And also, Claypool, big slot, that's where he should be. You want to know why? He played tight end in college. What does incredible he know mismatch better? with his athleticism. Yeah. What does he know better than playing the big slot and being like, hey, Give me these smaller slot corners or even bring your big corner and in. Move over the middle. Yay. Oh, man. And, and Deontay still can get his. Uh, but yeah, Pickens, I think, is the. Uh, here, I know we have a, I know we have a hot take episode coming up soon here when all of us are here. And we're going to do that before season. But I think Pickens could be the wide receiver one out of this class. Yeah, I like it. Now, speaking of which, Drake London is also flashing in camp, making some athletic catches, creating separation. Everyone's, you know, they're banging their chest. My wide receiver one in this class, you know, okay, cool. I'm still not, I'm, I've never been a huge Drake London guy. Yeah. I like what I see because I'm seeing, you know, that separation, but it's also against like a five foot nine corner. Who's like not the fastest guy ever. Um, Alfred, who is, who, who is a guy who is very, I think he was the CFL MVP he has some accolades cool. in in the CFL. He, he, he's and, all right. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah, all right. and and there was a couple plays that showed him against another receiver. I forgot. He made a huge pass breakup, and and he's a good corner. But yeah, I mean, it's not against AJ Terrell, who no. is a shutdown guy. But yeah. so with London, he's a Falcon. This is your team. Yes. Hot or not? Uh, okay. So in hot or not, that Do you, you get a sometimes you could. Do the one through ten, or you just click instantly hot or not. Like that, that I, if I can remember right, because it's an old website back when I was in high school, okay. and that's how it was used. And I think it was a system like one through ten, which is a terrible, terrible thought. <laughs> the more you think about it, like yeah, in today's environment, yeah, yeah. So if I were gonna have to go London, I like what I see, but I'm not sure I like what I see. Like people are all hyping Mariota, like oh here it is. Now, Mariota, to me, has not looked the best. There's a play Pitts made that was a touchdown that people are like, whoa, see Mariota? Like, the the throw was low. Pitts had to use every ounce of athleticism to grab that ball. It was not great. So there's a couple plays where I've seen Mariota like, uh, I'm not sure. So that's mainly my focus is, like, I'm not sure about Mariota. But Drake London, he pulled a nice double move on Alford. And the catch, he, he used his size. He went and got the ball where Alfred could not reach at all. And was like, okay, this is mine. And looked good doing it. The double move was good. The speed looked good. He, he, you know, he outran the corner. So for me, I would go about an eight on the scale. So I'd go more hot than not. More hot than not. All right, let's do some lightning round here so we can wrap this up and all get right. on to our West talk. Let's go uh, out of hot news out of Chicago camp. Velas Jones. Looking, looking like he's building some rapport with Justin Fields. If there's one thing that Justin Fields does really well is throw a nice deep ball. And Velas Jones, albeit old, is fast. Yes. He's a 4-3 guy. Um, he's an so, athletic prime already. <laughs> he's in his, yeah, almost. Um, you know, I don't care. I think he the dip on Velas Jones is because he was 25. He's older than, you know, XYZ receiver that came out three years ago. Whatever. Um, but that's why you got him in the fourth round and sometimes later in rookie drafts. His draft, his draft um, capital is good opportunity could definitely be there outside of Darnell Mooney. It's a crapshoot of what they got going on. So Velas Jones hot 
or not? Oh, man. I, I'm going to go hot because I've heard Pringle is dropping a ton of balls. Nikhil Harry's dropping a ton of balls. Cole Komet looks great. I love Cole Komet. Darnell Mooney looks good. Everything looks good except Pringle, Nikhil Harry, and Felix Jones is showing up. So for me, I like it. Fields apparently has shown growth from year one to year two. Now, I think the the biggest thing here is I think we've all overrated the how, how can I put this? I think we overstepped on the hate for fields. That's what I'll say, because uh, despite it being a bad offense, the coaching could be good this for is him. The lightning round, Tyler. I know. So <laughs> for me, I'm going to go hot on Velas Jones. Thank you. But I, I, I think we're all hating on Justin Fields way too much this offseason. So, yeah, there's definitely go been a dip in uh, Justin Fields stock because they didn't really address the offensive line and so on and so forth. Yeah. All right. Next one we talked a little bit about earlier was Rashad White in the passing game. They said he's a weapon in the passing game, uh, according to the Pewter Report, which is all hot news on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we, know, we know Leonard Fournette, <laughs> he's slimmed down a little bit, um, so he's not he's not uh, like Fat Thor anymore. He's more like in between Thor. Um, so what do you think about Rashad White? Will they use him in the passing game, hot or not? Not. Okay. I just think, I think there's it's too all many Leonard Fournette. I think there's too many mouths to feed. They paid for net. Not the mouths to feed thing. For, for me, it's it's not. They throw the they, ball like top five. They also league. lost their center to a big injury who could be late back later in the season. Now, there is some good offensive centers on free agency that they could go pick up. True. But for me, for me, it's a not. I, yeah. I just don't see it with all the target dis- distribution already, especially bringing in Julio. So for me, I'd say not. Okay. Paris Campbell. I know he's he's like the forever just the tip tease player. <laughs> We've all liked the athleticism. He ran the 4-3-1 at the combine, but the dude, he just can't stay on the field. But he is flashing in camp with Matt Ryan, creating really good rapport, making athletic plays. Reports out of Indy is that he's the number two, hot or not. Hot until he's hurt. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. I think he's Fair. gonna put up. He's gonna put up good numbers for maybe three, four weeks. Ugh. Hopefully, hopefully he stays healthy. Because if he stays healthy, so. he is probably one of the biggest deals in in trades right now. If you were to trade for him right now, well, I don't know about right now, but in July, man, his value was nothing. You could have got him for nothing. So for me, Paris Campbell for the weeks he's on the field is going to be a very solid wide receiver three or four for your for your dynasty team. So if you can go get him. What would you pay for him right now? Paris Campbell, I'd give a third. A 2023 third? I think you'd have to give maybe two or a late second, possibly, with the Ooh, hype. Late second? Yeah. There's a lot of that's hype a hard right no now. For me. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, I know I know. Doug and I have him on Trade Addict 7, which mm-hmm. we are contending champions. So we you mean don't... defending champions? Yeah. So we don't really see him as a starter, but it's a nice piece to have like, okay, if we if need pops, him, he's there. Yep. hundred yeah. percent. So him. if you have him on your roster, congratulations. If you don't have him, it's worth poking around. All right. Now we're really going to speed it up with a super lightning round, which I mean, it'll be like regular lightning round speed. All right. Travis <laughs> Etienne, the star of Jacksonville camp, hot or not. <laughs> I would say hot. Yes. What else? What else is there to be like? Wow. <laughs> Although James Robinson not on the pup list, so maybe maybe you know we'll see what happens there. But yes, ETN to me, it's all the hotness. His his value continues to climb. I think last time I checked, he was RB fifteen or sixteen 
in DLF starting with ADP. Evan Ingram's drops. Dan Arnold season, boys. All right, let's uh, let's go to Tennessee. I've got two notes. Traylon Burks, he's breathing. He's looking fine. He's he making plays. Healthy. Yeah, he's he's diving for catches. He is he's looking nice. And also, same thing out of Tennessee. Kyle Phillips, rookie out of Stanford, I believe. Um, and the only reason I know that is because Bill Belichick personally scouted him. Surprised the Pats didn't take him because I saw him run routes and I was it like, "It was UCLA, UCLA." That's right. I was in the right state at least. Um, close. Kyle Phillips ran routes that looked exactly like a New England slot receiver. So I'm not surprised that Bill Belichick scouted him. But Kyle Phillips could be the number three there with Burks, Woods, Phillips in the slot. They got Austin Hooper. I'm kind of digging Tannehill. Everything's kind of looking up for Tannehill in the passing game. Uh, are you hot or not on Burks and Phillips? Phillips, not. Okay. Not yet. I mean, he's Burks, dirt cheap. If you Burks, drafted him, you got him cheap. Burks, I think, is hot. And I think they're going to use him like we've seen in camp. Post, curls. And nine routes like they're, they're not going to ask him to do too much right away. Get him used to the NFL game. Hey, best thing about Burks is he came out and he said, I was wrong to expect, you know, what I expected. He got healthy. He's eating better foods. He said he's taking care of himself now, which is nice to hear that he's growing up and maturing a little bit because when he came in, apparently he wasn't taking it that serious. But for me, I'm about the growing up and how he's taking care of himself. And, it, and it's showing like you haven't heard anything about the asthma or anything. He looks good. Awesome. All right, let's now let's get to the West and I'm going to start with the AFC and I'm just going to go in a random. I'm going to punch this into a random team generator. That's not true. I'm not doing that at all. I also want to bring up the West and remember what happened in the West uh, about a couple weeks ago was uh, the trophy smack. Oh, yeah. 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 The live SFB for me. That was amazing to see. Like that, that's a party I want to go. Bowling. Oh, there was gosh. like pool tables. I was like, man, I need to, I need to be at that. Yeah. You know, we've been probably, arguably, we've been associated with them maybe longer than anyone since they started up. We so, have been. So I think Matt, use it as a write-off. <laughs> get us out there. I will gladly draft an SFB thirteen from the Trophy Smack Studios or corporate headquarters, world headquarters. If you want to get real fancy prestige trophy smack worldwide wide wide <laughs> but no uh the it's trophy season everybody now what's better than rolling into your redraft league with a belt or a trophy there's nothing better and you know what oh, really. as, as much as you hate giving that trophy to the winner it makes that league better a passing trophy makes the league so much better i know from experience I've seen my buddy post a picture of slapping his championship name on our trophy. And you know what? I was in the title game with him. I lost and I hate it. There's nothing like that rivalry and wanting that trophy back. It actually promote like it promotes trading, trading for win now players. Doug and I are in a trading battle in a league where we're going for the belt. He had to ship the belt away. He's going for it. Now we are we're we're just trying to make our teams better because we know. It's us. It's, it's going to be a dogfight. It is definitely <laughs> it's, it's, us. It's going to be a dogfight. And that's the best part about it. Because when you have that trophy, it just it ramps things up to a And now that I don't have it, I'm like, I need it back. 100%. Ship it back to me. I've got a Trade Addict 7 ring here. And there's I, I love it. I don't have anything else with the Trade Addict League. You know, we got, we got our money. We got our payments. But you know what? I would honestly rather have a trophy to remember that championship by because we built that thing from scratch. It seemed. Yeah. So, so for me having a trophy and a ri or a ring, but Hey, you know what? You can have both. 
You buy a trophy, you get a free ring by using code DHH ring. That's the best part. You get that free ring. You can hang on to it. You can give it to the past winner and make that a thing. Do whatever you want with it. So use code DHH ring, buy yourself a trophy or a belt and get yourself a free ring. And while you're at it, get some draft boards. Absolutely. It is draft board season, boys and girls. Let's go. All right, let's go to the AFC West first. And I'm going to start with the division champions, the continuous division champions who've had a lot of turnover this offseason. By, and by a lot, I mean, they their best receiver, they traded away, Tyreek Hill. We're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're the most interesting team from a fantasy perspective in this division um, because there's a lot of unknown, right? So they trade away Tyreek Hill. They get a bunch of picks back. Miami gives him the big extension. They go and sign Juju Smith-Schuster. They sign Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So those are the two main receivers, at least we think. Travis Kelsey, he's still there. Even though he's a little bit older, he is still an elite producer at the position, and he should get pelted with a bajillion targets once again. You know, they still got McCole Hardman. They use a draft, a, a second-round draft pick on Sky Moore, who's flashing at camp as well. And then in this backfield, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been one of the largest disappointments. You know, he was a lot of people's 101 just a few years ago. And he's been a disappointment. Now, we heard that last year he had a gallbladder thing. He lost a bunch of weight, yada, yada, yada. Um, is this the year of Hilaire? We don't know. But they bring in Ronald Jones. They re-signed Jarek McKinnon. Um, you know, Darrell Williams is no longer in the picture. And they also, uh, they drafted Isaiah Pacheco late, which a lot of people like. He was the fastest running back in the draft. He's running with the ones. He's right. Yeah. Everybody's running with the ones at this point. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then, of course, you have Patrick Mahomes. You know, Mahomes and Kelsey are going to be the steady the steady guys there. I don't expect their production to really dip at all, but I think these pieces around Mahomes, especially guys like Juju, like he's been a value up until maybe this week because he's been flashing at camp because a lot of people love Juju for the first two years of her career. were pretty historic yeah. for production. And then, you know, then, then the next two years of his career, he has some injuries. Big Ben just can't do much of anything anymore. His a dot was terrible. But we see him in training camp stretching the field and, and catching deep passes from Patrick Mahomes. So I think Juju's price is starting to rise. I find Kansas City fascinating. Tyler, what's your take on Kansas City and some of the moves that they made? And how do you think it's going to play out? All right. I'm just going to go position by position. Quarterback, you got Mahomes. He's top you're three good. quarterback. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Running backs where it gets interesting. Now, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The value has dropped. But I'm still out. He didn't come to, he didn't come to camp. And he didn't, he, he kind of he was on failed. The pup list for like he, a day. he failed his physical, physically able to perform tests. Like that's not a good start for me. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is probably the best wild card on this team. Cause he's a rookie. He's super fast and he's got something that everybody else on this team doesn't have. Ronald Jones. I don't think has that top end speed that we saw when he came in. So for me, Pacheco, McKinnon, though, I think is sneaky because they he, used him a lot and he yeah, was PPR. good. For PPR, yeah. yeah, he's so cheap. Like you could even look on your waivers and he could be there. He might be there. So this running back class could be to the point where you just don't need to worry about it. Just be out. You let somebody else deal Made with it. Ronald deal deal with Ronald Jones. I got offered a, I got offered um a late first for Hilaire, and I took the first. Yeah. Easy. It was an easy trade for me. Like no no brainer, like boom, you take him. I'll give me the late. I think I drafted George Pickens with that pick. I'd rather have Ooh. Pickens. Yeah, especially with the camp hype that we talked about. But yes. for for me, this running back whole entire group is just no thanks. I think my hat is with Pacheco and just hoping that hits. Give me the rookie. If he doesn't, hey, you're out of taxi squad squad spot and you know, you're fine. 
Now onto the receivers. This is where it's really interesting. I love MBS for the value. I've seen him make a few good plays. He's going to be their deep threat. His name is Marquez Value Scandling. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. That's what the V is. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just pick your poison. There's no Tyreek, so pick who you want. Everybody's in on Sky Moore, thinking that he's going to be it. I have a feeling it's going to take a little bit more time for him to to kind of get his feet on the ground in the NFL. So for me, it's between Juju and MVS, and I'm going to go with the cheaper one. That's what this offense is about. I think the nice part is, is Mahomes going to have the ability to spread it around. He doesn't need to look at one spot and be like, here it is. And I think that was their that was their Achilles heel. Is yes. that they knew it was coming to Hill or Kelsey because no one else, McCole Hardman hasn't been consistent. Yeah. Um, although I think we are kind of forgetting about McCole Hardman. I think he's got a shot yes. to be that field stretcher Tyree kill role because he has the speed. Um, so I wouldn't be completely off on Hardman either. I think he's kind of the forgotten guy with all these new toys. Um, so we'll see about that. But yeah, I think it's, that was the Achilles heel. Like their offense was easy to figure out and they needed to change it up because it was getting stale. Yeah. It was 100%. still working. They're scoring points, but people were learning how to shut it down. Yeah. They're just doing that. What was it? The, the umbrella, Yep. The umbrella defense where it was stopping the deep ball. And here you got MVS who could run the deep ball. You got Hardman who can, but they kind of got that basketball team mentality. Juju's in the slot, MVS, the big tall receiver on the outside, the X. And then you got Hardman as the Y who can maybe make a growth. And then Sky Moore, who, uh, like I said, a lot of people are really on. And I'm, I just, I can't see it year one, so, but that's just me. So for me, the value lies in Kelsey, whose value has dropped but hasn't like he's another interesting part. It just seems like he's, he's 34 years old. They're going to be 34. His values kind of stay the same. And if you have them, it's one of those things where like Derek Henry, you're probably stuck with him because you're not going to get the value that you really, really you want. Take, you have to take a realistic look at your team and be like, am I a contender or am I a pretender? And if you, and if you lean, you're a pretender, you got to move him. Yep. And that's the thing. Like you're not going to get what you could even two years ago. Sure. Which is, which is tough. And that's where the whole entire trading trading game and trading Russian roulette is, is do you want to trade them or do you want to hang on to them and get those points? But for me, my favorite player to go out and grab Noah gray. I really like him. There's a lot of hype on him last year and he seems to be the Kelsey replacement. And if that's the case, you are getting a top, 10 tight end right now for like a third round pick and yeah, I got I got him chilling on some taxi squads for yes. sure. Yeah, and Mahomes will look his way. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the LA Chargers. They've uh done a lot of things in the offseason De- defensively. They bring in Khalil Mack. They've added more beef to that offensive line. They are probably one of the most complete teams in the NFL on both sides hey, of the ball. Hey, Derwin James. I'm sure they will. Um, they bring in uh, JC Jackson from the Patriots, a fairly locked down corner, top 10 corner in the league. So they are serious about making a run at the Super Bowl. And as we look at the fantasy landscape, not a lot has changed with this team. It's still Justin Herbert, an absolute stud. Top they three. resigned, they resigned Mike Williams to a three-year deal, 20 million per Keenan Allen's still there a little bit older, but still very good. Josh Palmer has been clearly running as the wide receiver three on this team. He's, probably my most rostered player in dynasty now He's getting super so hyped. Josh Palmer is getting super hyped at tight end. They did bring in Gerald Everett, who I like to replace Jared cook. They do use the tight end a decent amount in this offense. So I think Gerald Everett is a great fit for Justin Herbert. And then at running back, we all know Austin Eckler, who was the RB two last year, I believe he's back. And then it was Josh Kelly. It was Larry Roundtree, probably one of the 
and Justin Jackson, who why he's not re-signed, I have no idea. I like Justin Jackson a lot. But they draft Isaiah Spiller, who didn't test well, slipped in the draft. And I think Isaiah Spiller is like, when we talk landing spots, you couldn't find one that was better for Spiller yeah. um, off the bat. So I, I love this Chargers team. I think Josh Palmer um, doesn't break out fully. But if there's an, an injury to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, Josh Palmer is going to be really, really good and a weekly starter if that's the case. What do you think about the L.A. Chargers? I, I love him. You know my love for Herbert, and that's where it starts. And uh, for me, it's I think the value here is Isaiah Spiller because we don't need to talk yeah. about Herbert. Herbert's another Mahomes top three. Yeah. Yep, Eckler. You know, if you have him, if you have Eckler and you want to move on from it, it's just like Kelsey. He's at that age apex where if you have him, you're probably going to have to hang on to him because you're not going to get that true value what he's actually worth. And I, I remember I had Eckler. I picked him up as a free agent in UDPL, and I yes. traded him in like year second year of his career yeah. in a package deal with you, I think. Yep. I was on Eckler. I got him free. Imagine yeah. that. Now, if only I had kept him. <sighs> oh, he's he's so fun and so good. He is. Uh, I, shout out to Cecil Lambie and Sigmund Bloom. That's where I heard his name. And uh, that's nice. if you guys don't listen to their podcast, their preseason uh, dynasty breakdowns of each team are fantastic. Kind of what we're Very doing good. here. Uh, but yeah, the Chargers team, Isaiah Spiller. Uh, I know a lot of the big wigs. I think JJ, Zacharyson, Zacharyson, he's big on Spiller. And I, I swear I saw a tweet from him or uh, Carter, CD Carter. Oh, Denny? Yeah, Denny. I think I saw it from one of them too that Spiller in two years could be a top 12 running back. Yeah. So, I was I was smashing Spiller in the mid second, like in all my drafts, because like again, it's one of those things, you know, just like we talked about um if a player goes down, like if Mike Williams or Keenan Allen goes down, Josh Palmer rises. If Austin Eckler goes down, you can't tell me that Josh Kelly or Larry Roundtree is gonna get a no. bunch of carries. It's gonna be Spiller or they bring in a free agent, maybe they bring Justin Jackson, but, but Spiller is gonna have a larger role. <laughs> God no, please. Um uh, especially I, behind that offensive line, yeah. which is improved. Yeah, very improved. They they Drafted a lineman. They got the kid first... from BC, Zion yep. Johnson. Yeah. And and for me, that that's what they're doing. They're they're building the offensive line and they are they're gonna like you said, this offense isn't changing. So for me, Isaiah Spillers, it's probably still a good value right now in Dynasty too. I don't mm-hmm. think he's being hyped or anything, but he's super young. And that's what you gotta look at. And his his recruiting is super high. He's a five star or four star guy. Yep. So Spiller is a good value right now for the wide receivers. Honestly, I think I'm out dynasty wise on Mike Williams and Keenan. Allen. Yeah. Just, I, I, I've never been huge on having Mike or having Keenan Allen on a roster. I don't know why he's, cause he's, he's so not, cons- he's not, he's not a sexy pick, but he's yeah. just a rock solid player, but he doesn't have real boom weeks. And if he does, there are 10 receptions for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. And, and for me, his value is better with the, the person who rosters him. Like every single year, it seems like the person who has Keenan wants to first, but I'm only p- willing to pay like a first and a second. Like the value is never yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Same with Mike Williams. There's so many other people that are truthers for Mike Williams. And I just haven't been on it. It just seems like he's such a, a hot and cold player. And I hate those guys. It's like Amari Cooper over the years, yeah. right? Like boom week and nothing. Yeah. Week. Which yeah. is weird for me to say, because I just said, I don't like having Keenan Allen, which is one of the better Eddie, but he's not, yeah, but he doesn't players. have enough. He's just 
steady, but he doesn't have enough boom weeks. Yep, hundred percent to make him sexy for sure. So, yeah. so yeah, Josh, Josh Palmer is also a huge value, like you said. He should get some good targets, and I'm out on all the tight ends. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think wherever where you where you got him and you've held him, like it's a better situation than Seattle was. <laughs> yep. So that's the way I kind of look at it. Is like, all right, well, he got some he got some life breathe back into what his, would you give for uh, i'm guessing a, around a third for josh palmer if you can um yeah yeah i would be i would do that like a mid to late third i think spiller is would be uh, i'd probably give a 23 second for spiller yeah i can see that i can see that all right let's move on to another team that has had some changes and, and should be another offensive powerhouse this division is going to be an absolute bloodbath so good. of points uh the las vegas raiders so they make the big move and they trade for Devontae Adams in the offseason. They replaced their head coach, um, who did a great job, the interim head coach, whose name escapes me after John Gruden left. Um, but they've got Josh McDaniels now from New England. And, of course, the biggest question is, you know, we're seeing reports from training camp about this backfield, and it is very much being treated like a New England backfield with yep. Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, <laughs> Zamir White, Brandon Bolden, all in the mix. So that's going to be interesting. I'm kind of out on it, except for Zamir, I think. But they bring in Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro had a breakout season last year. Love Darren Renfro. Waller back to health. My question, I think Derek Carr is probably the the cheapest piece of this offense that I want. Like at everyone else's price, I think it's too high, but I think Derek Carr is still cheap. I think Derek Carr could be a his ceiling is a top 5 fantasy quarterback. I think yeah. I think he could 5000 yards, like why not 35 touchdowns. He doesn't throw a lot of picks, he's very accurate. So for me, Derek Carr is the guy I want because I think his price is still pretty sweet. Everyone else, you know, it's going to be interesting because Renfro is getting a ton of targets. Devontae Adams is a target hog. This is Darren Waller. I just don't know how they're going to divvy up the pie in this offense. And the running backs, Josh Jacobs, they didn't pick up his fifth-year deal, so he's pretty much gone after the season. Kenyon Drake, you know, he's shown flashes. He's, he's been injured. <laughs> he's been, Zamir he's... White is, you know, he's got a lot of hype, but he hasn't participated in training camp yet. Um, so that's kind of a mess to me. So uh, how are you approaching the Las Vegas Raiders, Tyler? So with Carr and and McDaniels, I think McDaniels likes this because he looks at Carr and says, this is like 80% of what Brady was when I had him. Brady probably had more kind of confidence into calling the plays back when McDaniels offense, but Carr, you know, athletic wise, I think actually is a better runner but I think he can do a lot of things Brady can do. So for me, this offense hasn't really, it shouldn't change much. It's going to run out of the slot. I think Renfro is a major steal. If you, ha if you don't have Renfro, I think he's being slept on and give me Renfro for a second and a who's third. The th who's the third receiver on this team? I think it's Waller. Uh, no, Adams. I mean like actual wide receiver position. Ooh, that's a Marcus Robinson. Question. Yeah, it's kind of Brian be, right? Edwards is gone. So yep. he's in Atlanta. I, Brian Edwards is gone. Uh, Zay Jones is, isn't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be right. And for me, I, I just don't want that. No, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you go through those three guys. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, I think the target share goes Adams, Renfro, then Waller. Okay. Now I think Waller takes the hit, which, which kind of sucks because we're all big fans of Waller and what he's been through and, and seeing his career just blow up. But I think it helps him. I think he was just a volume a of, player. Yeah, a lot now of he pressure could, on him. Now he could just be a guy who makes big plays in the middle of the field. Give Renfro the volume. Let Waller be this big play guy that we saw when he was younger and mm. and at the beginning of his career. The running backs, I got. I'm not gonna lie. I like the value in all these guys. I I like. I think Josh Jacobs is one of the 
most underrated running backs in the league just because he's a great runner. He's so good. Their yeah. offensive line has not been great. Their and offensive line is a problem. Yeah, and, and he produced with a bad offensive line year yeah. after year. The issue is he's never got those pass catcher the the you know the pass catching role, but he caught more passes than we thought. Yeah. So for me, I think Jacobs is just being completely slept on. If he moves a different what team, would you, what would you give up for Jacobs right now? I'd give up two seconds. Two seconds. Okay, I think that's I think, fair. Yep, that's around the value. If you ha- if the per- person who has Jacobs, I think won't do it because they use that 101, 102 do it. on it. But it, maybe they're sick of it. Maybe they're just. I mean, I won't move Nikhil Harry because I use like the 102. 102 <laughs> so I won't even I take. Mean, uh, that, I won't take anything. I've heard. I've heard that. Going down with the shit. trade. I've heard that argument in a trade. I spent 105. That's it doesn't matter what you spend. The yeah. value changed. <laughs> I've heard I've heard that in a trade negotiation, but that's yeah. one of John Bosch's big things. Like, no, it's, <laughs> I don't care what you paid. The value is different now. Like yeah. either good or bad. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. so yeah, I, I think Jacob's value is fantastic. Zamir White is still a good value. He there's no news, and sometimes no news is good news in training camp. He could be so. the guy next year. We don't he know. Could, I think he will be. And I think they're going to roll with that New England backfield style. They're not going to pay their running backs. They're going to use them and let them go to a different team. But the best thing with Jacobs is if he goes to a different team, they could actually utilize him more. Say he goes to Atlanta next year and he's the you know all the the back that gets everything. That's what we want yeah. out of Jacobs, and maybe we'll finally see. It. And he's very young. He'll be twenty five, I think, when he gets his new contract. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Vegas is, is going to be another one of these fun AFC West teams to watch. And last but certainly not least is the Denver Broncos, who obviously had one of the biggest changes in the offseason at their quarterback position. They went from, you know, a Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, my God. You know, a, <laughs> a combo package to upgrading to Russell Wilson. Now, they didn't do much else on the Olé. offensive side of the ball, but they have a solid line. They return Cortland Sutton, second year coming off of injury, so that's usually the sweet spot. Yeah. KJ Hamler's coming back. You know, he tore his ACL earlier in the season. So KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy appears to be healthy. His his legal troubles aren't a thing, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, Noah Fant moved on in the trade to Seattle. So uh, Albert Okwebunam, and then they draft Greg Dolchich. So they are surrounding Russell Wilson and Tim Patrick. Can't forget him, yeah. best wide receiver four in the league. Um <laughs> They are surrounding Russell Wilson, and hopefully they will let Russ cook. Now, the big question is in the backfield. We all love Javante Williams. He's amazeballs. For a while, it was just him, and we were all hyped, and his ADP was at a frantic top 10 startup. Like, it was high. And then they re-signed Melvin Gordon. So that has obviously cooled it a little bit. Um, But, you know, the thing with Denver is, like, I don't think they lack talent. It's going to be interesting what their game plan looks like and how much they let Russ cook. And for me, I think they do. Uh, I think they should. Everything, everything I've heard out of Broncos camp area is that's the plan. They should stop let, horsing around and just let him do his thing. They're, you know, they got John Elway anamorph style morphing into a horse. Shannon Sharp, his picture yep. on the side of the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a horse. For, for me, I think this is like right when they got Russ, I think we all were like, finally, like they had the pieces kind of. Kind of like what, what the Jets are now. Like, hey, we've had this crap and all these good weapons. They finally got a quarterback or in place. Or even like Tampa when they got Brady. Like, they yeah. had pieces in place, and then they plot Brady in, and boom, like Super yeah. Bowl. Like, I don't all know these... if that's going to be the Russ impact, but it could. In it this could. division, it's going to be really tough, yeah. but it could. 
So uh, Russ is Russ. Now, would where would you have him for quarterbacks? I would put him at the six to eight range in Dynasty. Maybe even five. I think six to eight is a sweet spot because you got to kind of adjust a little bit for the, the age. age. Yep. And he doesn't run as much as he used to. So I think that's one thing that, like, if he can get back to that and run a little bit more, that would obviously, you know, bring him up a little bit. But I think six to eight is fair for Russell Wilson. I think that's where I'd have him, too. That's a sweet spot. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to go right to the running backs. Now, from what I've heard is it looks to be a split backfield again until one of them gets hurt. Cecil Lammy's talked about how he hopes Melvin Gordon gets cut or traded before the season because he wants to see, see Javante. Cook. Uh, we all want to see Javante. We all do. Like, but that it could be a Nick Chubb thing. Like we've all been waiting to see Nick Chubb be. Just let him the, stand alone. Be yeah. the, the uh, alone Chubb, and just finally a but man in a room it, by himself. <laughs> He's known never. as the lone Chubb. <laughs> the lone Chubb. Uh, so yeah, it's. It, it could be one of those situations where we just keep waiting and waiting. It just never, never happens. materializes. So Javante's value is through the roof. I've actually traded him in a couple of leagues and got extreme value. Like I've gotten Najee Harris CMC at prime value. So for me, if you can do that, it could be the option to go do that. He as good as he is. I don't think we're going to see the 20 plus touches per game. There could be, a scenario where Javante's the first and second down back, and then maybe Melvin Gordon's the pass catcher, which would be crazy to think because Melvin Gordon may not have that juice as much anymore. But hey, he's still a good pass catcher, and they brought him back for a reason because they worked very well last year together, and they got an even better quarterback to support them. So I, I actually think you should keep expectations low for Javante. Uh, onto the receiver room. James isn't here to back his guy up, Tim Patrick. And to, to poop on Jerry Judy. <laughs> yes. And, and for me, I've actually lowered a little bit more on Judy. I, I want to hear more and see more from him in videos, but it just seems like it's going to be all Sutton. It, it's Sutton season. I he's, hope so. He's the alpha male in this room. Judy's still going to have games where he gets eight catches for 80 yards and two. Like if that, Sutton that... pops this year, he's my wide receiver three in UDPL, and I'm going to be... A happy lad. It's it's definitely a good a good sign. All I've heard from every single person I talked to from Broncos area, you know, Albright and you know all the beat reporters is it's Sutton. He likes Tim Patrick as well, but it's Sutton. He's going to Sutton early and often. Good. And they have a very good rapport. And then Judy is. I still don't think people know. Uh, is Judy fully healthy? Is he fully confident in himself? It just seems like Judy's getting in his own way for me personally. Like okay. maybe the maybe the off the field thing is still kind of bugging him. I don't know. There just seems to be something that isn't pushing Judy on the right track for his his pro career to be on a steady track. So for me, depending on what Judy's value is and what you could get for him, it might be okay to kind of maybe go to the twenty three first and be like, I'll take the twenty three first for Judy. But I think his value might be lower than that. So if that's the case, yeah. I'm holding. I'm waiting for that big game because it will happen. He'll have a couple big, massive games, and because uh, he's he's gonna be the slot. Uh, and we have to remember that all of these games, like, could easily project as high volume passing games, high point scored games, because all yes. of these teams are stacked on offense. I and, mean, Kansas City has the most questions. But they're going to score points because they have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey amongst you know other pieces. Yep. So the AFC West is a gold mine for fantasy points. Yep. And you know what else is a gold mine, Tyler? It's underdog fantasy. 
because you can make a gold mine if you're going to play some DFS with underdog. And if you do it right now and you deposit up to $100, they're going to match it right away. So, you know, you can play MLB if you want. If you're looking to, like, be boring, that's fine. But if you're waiting to play NFL, you can jump in some rookies and sophomore drafts. You can play NFL best balls. You can do over and under predictions in season. Preseason stuff will be coming. Yep, preseason, which is always fun because the guys that we talk about on this podcast like make a difference yeah. um, because they're playing lots of snaps in the preseason. Best Ball Mania, the biggest tournament in DFS right now. The winner gets $3 million. It's absolutely bonkers. Ooh. Underdog is the number one up-and-coming app in the fantasy sports world. So make sure you be a part of it. Go and download it now on the Google Play Store or Apple um, iTunes Store. Again, that is Underdog and use code DHH, and you can get up to $100 matched right away. All right, let's move to the NFC West. And I want to talk about Russell Wilson's old team because I don't want to save the worst for last. Yeah, I mean, this will be quick. <laughs> yeah, so Seattle, we all know they traded Russell Wilson. They got Drew Locke. They got Noah Fant back. Um, DK, Tyler Lockett's still there. Dwayne Eskridge, is he ever going to be a thing? They spent a he's, second round He's hurt again. Hurt again. God, yep. Dang it. Uh, and then the backfield, right? They Chris Carson retired, so we missed that in the news part, but we're here now. Chris Carson, due to the neck injury, retired from the NFL. So now we have Rashad Penny and rookie Kenny Walker, who caught two touchdown passes in training camp. We forgot he could, to wait, he, could ca- he could catch passes? The Whoa. rumors are true. A.J. Dillon can catch pa- I mean, Kenny Walker can catch passes. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, true. It's, he has hands. Yeah, he definitely has hands. Uh, so, yeah, th- this is going to be quick and short. Do Kenneth it. Walker, you had Ken. My bad. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Ooh. Uh Shout out he, to the Walker family. He had a massive value drop off where you could have bought him. I think it's starting to get too little too late. He's starting Even to get hyped again. He was the 102 on average, and then he slipped. 102. 109 so like, is what first. I heard. Yeah, yeah, like 109 and stuff, which is insane to me. So people think Rashad Penny is going to stay healthy. Yeah. I, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, and that's another thing. If you have Penny, you're really hoping that he hits if you're hanging on to him. You can cash in on that penny and maybe turn yes. it into a quarter. Or, or you can put call- the. Put the penny into that machine where it like flattens it and creates uh We used to put image. those on the train tracks back in the day. Yeah. Flatten a penny on the train tracks. Yeah. Small town living, folks. <laughs> I hear you. Sorry. I grew up in a town with 4,000, so I hear you. You get it. You get it. Uh, yeah, so for me, it, it's Ken Walker. I think it's not going to take him long for him to take this backfield over. It could also be another, you know, we already talked about him, uh, Javante Williams type thing mm-hmm. where he doesn't actually – become the full-time back. They use other players, which could be frustrating. But if he's catching passes in training camp, that's always nice to see. Uh, and and he still has value. I think he's he's a good trade target because his value fully isn't there still because people see Penny there. And, and, not, to talk, and not to talk too much redraft here, but Ken Walker in redraft is a smash oh, in like yeah. round seven or eight. Like, And also don't forget this hello. team, As even though they lost Dwayne Brown, they drafted two tackles early and that's the reason why they Charles didn't go Cross. get a quarterback yep He's an animal yep. they didn't get they didn't get a quarterback for that reason they wanted to, to target the two tackles the receivers dk metcalf i think he's becoming a value due to the quarterback and uh Lockett's I, I, one of those guys again it's like kelsey yeah, oh, we talked so about like aj pex is like yep. he's good but like you gotta look at your team and be like does he fit what i'm doing and, and i still think then I, th- I still think tyler lockett's a trade candidate he's just so always slept on he's always cheap you can get him for a decent price, and especially it's traded no to Green Bay value. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, it. I just think with the quarterback room, you if you offered a twenty-three second, I honestly think you you could get Tyler Lockett in a couple leagues. Probably. So it's worth poking around. And tight end Noah Fant, 
no thank you you've had your ch- you've had your chance to show me something show me a little bit but with seattle i mean you moved it you moved teams no thanks i i just think he's plays. he's always been so overhyped yeah i agree i agree with that um he's a great like if he's a tight end two or three on your roster cool yeah but he's not that he's not the tight end one that you need i'm pumped if he's my tight end too oh for sure absolutely Uh, All right, so let's get to our next team. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. Very interesting team here. They just re-signed Kyler Murray, and the chicken shits themselves backed out of the whole clause thing because it was a whole thing. Like, he signed the contract, whatever. I'm not going to get on my soapbox about that. But Kyler Murray... he doesn't read the iTunes clause either. Oh, crap. (laughs) Oh, man, what did I sign up for? Uh, Dude. (laughs) Uh, So Kyler Murray's there long-term. We all know DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games of the season. On draft day, they go and trade for Marquise Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray's buddy from Oklahoma. So we got the shower narrative already in play. They lose Christian Kirk in free agency. Cliff Kingsbury is teasing us. He says Rondell Moore is going to have a big role in this team. Oh, don't do this to me. Do, do I believe it? I don't trust. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury for as far as I could throw him, which might be a few feet. Um, and then Zach Ertz returns at tight end. So I like that because he got targeted a lot. But really, the news is this backfield. It's James Conner's backfield. Like James Conner had an unbelievable season last year, kind of out of nowhere. We didn't know what to expect. He was a late free agent signing and he was a top five running back and he got passing game work. Chase Edmonds is gone. He's in Miami. Now they bring in Darrell Williams. They have, you know, Benjamin, they draft Keontae Ingram with a late pick there to me. There's nothing there. That's threatening James Conner's role. Now we all know about Conner. It's all about health and can he stay healthy because he has a tendency to get dinged up. But in this offense, if James Conner is healthy, He's going to be a top 10 running back easily, in my opinion. You know, the touchdown opportunities, the way that he fits in this offense. Um, they just they just uh, got note that Rodney Hudson is going to return this year, too, at center. Um, go Florida State, news. by the way. Rodney, Rodney Hudson is a great center. Um, so, yeah, the Cardinals, to me, Hollywood Brown's value immediately went through the roof. I don't know. I'm not as sold on Hollywood. I know he's been solid, even with Lamar and that non-passing yeah. offense in the past. And he had a sneaky, how many targets last year? 130? Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. So Tyler, the Cardinals to me are probably one of the more interesting teams in the division and maybe even the whole conference. Yeah. uh, I know we're both, uh, both, all of us here at DHH aren't big Kyler people. We're not, we're not fans of him. As a person, no. (laughs) Honestly, if I have him in Dynasty, I'm looking to trade. Uh, Give me Trey Lance plus. I traded for him in the offseason. Give me Trey Lance plus. Okay. If I could do that, we'll talk about Trey Lance here. But I, as much as Kyler just produces, I don't know what it is about him. But the last eight like, games of the season, every year, it's like nope, it's 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 tough. And it, it kind of sucks. Uh so yeah, Kyler, he's he's a top five, top six. But give me been touting him like he could be the QB one overall this year. Yeah. I, I guess he could be, but he like I'm be. not projecting him that way. He he needs to run a little more, and I think that's where the issue is. He's always hurt. He doesn't run as much anymore as he used to. And when he does run, he's electric. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I mean, the foot frequency is crazy with that guy. And his just, upper body control to his lower body control, like he can move like both parts yeah. of his body. Like it's weird. It's almost weird. Ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I, I, as much as I don't like Kyler, like I, there's something about him I don't like. He's great for fantasy, but if I have him, me personally, I want to. I want a quarterback in a superflex league where I'm like, yes, I have Herbert. Yes, I have Trey Lance. Like, give me those guys. And but just having Kyler, I'm just like, oh god, here comes the last eight games. Do you, do you think that part of the reason the Cardinals traded for Hollywood not only because he's Kyler's guy, because 
they stink at drafting wide receivers. Remember when yes. they drafted Andy Isabel in the second Andy round? Andy Isabel, Akeem Butler. Yeah. Akeem Butler. I'm hoping Rondale Moore is not part of that. Oh. But but Hollywood, I think, is very slept on. I would give a first for Hollywood. If okay. I if I still had a 2022 first, I don't know about 2023. 23, I wouldn't. That's a little iffy. If it was a late first, I would, personally. I, I really like Hollywood in this situation. He's on turf, so he's going he's gonna to be able to move a little quicker. So yeah, I like Hollywood in Arizona. He's he could be a top twelve guy easily, and even when Hopkins comes back, I don't think they're gonna move to Hopkins right away. Like Hopkins is thirty. He got Hopkins is the so once Hopkins was out last year with injury, he is the cog that makes that machine go. Yes, we saw it was clear as day to me. Like without Hopkins, they offensively they dipped. Yeah, a but touch, touchdowns wise, because that's all Hopkins was really producing was a lot of touchdowns. He was but even the, even the way that their offense was flowing, it was you could tell that it was completely off. Because the, the, the I mean, I love Antoine scared. Wesley. Don't yeah. get me wrong, <laughs> but like DeAndre, without DeAndre Hopkins, they were a shell of themselves. What I saw on on the field offensively, they just looked like they lost their binky. Yeah, no, I agree because the defense wasn't scared of anybody on that team except for James Conner. Who proved to himself that he could score a bunch of touchdowns? I like James Conner still. I think he's got two years left there of good production, so he's yeah. worth a couple seconds if you if you're in it to win it. Yeah, he's worth the price to pay. But for me, it's the receivers. What do you do? Uh, and Rondo Moore, I love. I think he's a very talented player. He's one of those be... players that you see him and they're like, just use him the way yes. you want. He, and he's got the same foot frequency and upper and lower body like Kyler. Like he moves differently than other people. Mm-hmm. So if they could just use him correctly, he could explode. That's the thing. We don't think Cliff can do that. I think Cliff is a fake, quote unquote, genius. Yes. Like, I don't fake, think he's, he's in the fake McVay. McVay. He's a oh, fake yeah. he is, Fake Vey. He's a fugazi. Yay. <laughs> he's a fugazi. Forget about it. That's a James shout out. Uh, yeah. So the, the value for me is with Marquise Brown. But honestly, I just want Trey McBride. I, I yep. think they went and got him. For a reason, call. they spent a second on him. He's a pass catcher. I know Cecil Lammy called him Chris Cooley. A Chris I'm Cooley okay with clone. that. I think he's more he athletic. eligible than... at running back, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's more Chris athletic. Cooley. Dual position eligibility yeah, dual, back in the yep. day. Mark I, I think he's more athletic than him, and I think he's, he's of course, bigger. Yeah. So for me, that's where the value is. Zach Ertz, he kind of had a resurgence in Arizona. Maybe is the heir. Signed him long term, but I don't know yeah. how much of that deal is guaranteed. And, or... and he was he was never really extremely healthy at the end of his career at, in Philadelphia. So we could see McBride earlier than we think. So yeah, that's actually who I'm going for. And if I can go to a tight end premium and give a second in 2023, I'm more than happy to do so. Yeah, because he's tied to Kyler. He's the he's the real deal, if you will. All right, let's move on to San Francisco, and we'll wrap up with the Super Bowl champion Rams. So San Francisco, big news from them. We didn't cover it earlier because we were going to cover the West. They pretty much told Jimmy Garoppolo, like, go seek a trade. You're done with this team. It's Trey's team now. Yeah. Like, this is quotes from, like, Shanahan and John Lynch. Like, he's part of the team. Like, he's at training camp, but he's not doing drills. Like, he passes <laughs> medical tests. Wait. He's pretty much like, thanks for showing up, Jimmy. You've made your appearance. Now go away. But wait, I was told Jimmy could start this year. What we were all told that, but it looks like J- they yeah. are moving on. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with Garoppolo. Maybe teams are waiting for them to for them to release him. We don't know, but I want to talk. I think that the Niners are fascinating to me. Yes, because Trey Lance at quarterback, we all know that he's got really juicy upside for Trey Lance from a fantasy perspective. Think Jalen Hurts, 
last year. Like not the most, not the best passer, (laughs) better weapons, right? I think he's a better passer, but not the best passer in the world, but can make plays with his his legs. He's got a big arm. And that was Jalen Hurts was what, what, top six quarterback last year? Um, because of that. And he was the most consistent quarterback in fantasy last year. So you have Trey Lance, you have established weapons. Now they have Debo. He's back in camp. He signed a long-term deal. Like we talked about earlier, you still have George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the league. You have Brandon Ayuk who, you know, has him in um, Trey Lance, lots of rapport. Ayuk remember last year, he started in the doghouse. Everyone was off Ayuk. Then all of a sudden second half of the season, Ayuk was a top 30 wide receiver. So he finished strong. I like Juwan Jennings. You want to talk sleepers? Big tall John guy. Jennings is good. Um, might be my favorite wide receiver three in the league that no one knows about. Um, and then at the running back position, now we all know it's a Shanahan backfield. It looks like Trey Sermon's going to be the bang. It looks like he's going to get whacked. Elijah Mitchell, he's getting healthy. There's rumors that he's going to get a ton of carries. We'll see. But Ty Davis Price is flashing in camp. So you like to see that. And they still have Jeff Wilson, who's probably the most boring named running back. But he- when he plays, he's productive. So for me, just a lot of fascinating, this team with the range of outcomes could be a top five offense or it might not be. It's really one of the things, if you believe in the talent on this team, and I do, I think they have that potential. The range of outcomes on the Niners is wild to me. What do you think, Tyler? hundred uh, percent. I've been on board with Trey Lance for the longest time and I'm so pumped. I'm ready. I have so many dynasty I have rosters. A bunch of Trey Lance. I have so many dynasty rosters that have been waiting for this. I got to use them one time last year. And you know what? It was great. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was yeah. great because you don't want to know why when I saw all of these rushing attempts, I'm like, "Oh man, like if he could break a big one here, the, that's it. Like he can win you weeks just with his legs." And add on 220 passing yards and two touchdowns. Dare I say this now? This may be out or of Should we field. save it for the hot takes? No, no. Dare I say, like comparing San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks with legs, Colin Kaepernick, who was a fantasy, I think he's better. Yeah. But Colin Kaepernick, and people forget that Colin Kaepernick was a good fantasy quarterback. 100%. So that's what I look at Trey Lance as like a better passer, but maybe. Not as much rushing upside, but I think he can be close. No, I I completely agree, and it's crazy because Kaepernick had a weird arm throwing motion. The angle, and Tra- yeah. Trey Lance like does swing. too. Trey yeah. Lance does too. But it's it's how they produce this crazy arm talent. Michael Vick didn't have the greatest arm motion, but, but you know what? Philip Rivers, he had the he, ugliest, and yeah. he's like one of the all time best passing. Hundred percent yardage. I don't yeah. care how you throw the ball unless you're dipping it like Blake Bortles. Then I care. <laughs> But yeah. but Trey Lance, I've seen videos of him throwing in camp, and it's this wonky arm throwing motion. But he's accurate. He's throwing it, chucking it down the field, and yeah, he's throwing a couple interceptions, which people are actually making a big deal of. But you know what? All quarterbacks have thrown picks in training camp. It's because they're no. working on their negative things. So mm-hmm. it just and you take risks in training camp because it's not a game. Hundred percent, and you're working on. Let's see yeah, if I can the, fit into this tight window. Okay, I couldn't. Good to know. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Or okay, I need to throw it to the other shoulder next time. Or that—that's what yeah. you do. So for me, I, I'm in love with this Trey Lance upside. Now we're going to the running backs. Ty Davis Price is a player I didn't think I'd have too much of, but I have a good amount of. I, I secretly the league like, that it, I have Elijah Mitchell in. 
I got Ty Davis price at a value and I felt, you know what? Like I'm going to play the Shanahan roulette. I might as well have both. (laughs) He's, he's young. He's fast enough to where he can break away big runs. Big big kid. He's a big kid. He's two thirty, And, and the one thing I didn't like was he was for me, he felt upright, but then I watched more like after he got drafted, I'm like, I need to see a little more tape. I watched some tape again. I'm like, you know what? This kid, like they, they had like he had the team on the back. Like LSU is known for the passing attack, but not this year. It was Ty Davis Price when he was in. He was the offense. You know, and and, and Boutte, of course, who uh, you know we'll talk about next year in that class, which is going to be a good Boutte, class. Boutte, but... Boutte, rocking everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, Ty Davis Price. I think is going to be a value because uh, Elijah Mitchell, as we've seen, as good as he is, he's always hurt. He's not big enough to carry a full workload. He's, yeah, he's 205. He's like questionable every week. <laughs> yep. He's 205 yeah. and he runs like Thomas Rawls. That's the issue. Like he's so fast that he's like just a come... rolling ball of butcher knives. And, and I, it's not Rawls. that he's not that he... for Harris for that one. Yeah. Back in the day. And, and it's not that he goes in the contact. It's just he goes full speed all the time. And the second somebody hits him, that force is a lot greater than if he was slowing down or making a cut. So and for we got to remember that Debo is going to still be active in the backfield. I think yep. too. I don't think they're just going to cut that out of the playbook. He may yeah. not see as many carries as he did last year, but they are still going to use him in that role. I could even see them using Ayuk in that role a little bit too, because yeah. he's versatile enough to handle it as well. Yep. And that, and going to the receiver group, I love Ayuk. Uh, I've, I was trained for him last year. I'm still trading for him this year. I think he's a value as much as I love him. I did trade him away. A couple yeah, days ago, Chase. I don't even want to talk about it. Like, <laughs> you, shut your, you shut your pie hole over there, Tyler. But uh, yeah, Ayuk, I think, has major upside, and that upside could be a top 24 wide receiver. He's yeah. he's very talented, very talented. When you have guys, um, uh, now why am I blinking? Oh, Fred, Fred, Fred Warner talking about how Ayuk is the breakout star in camp. That's a dude I'm going to trust because I praise from your captain of your defense, yeah, your captain yeah. of your defense, and maybe team. And that's another thing. This defense is going to be good, Mm -hmm. very good, which will create short yarded situations for Trey Lance, who could just he could end up with 10 rushing touchdowns himself. So that's also why I'm out on the running backs. So, yeah, I'm I am actually a little back in on Kittle because I think I I think even though he's what, 28, 29, he's 29. There's got to be a healthy season coming for him. I'm really hoping. I mean, that tantalizing season from a few years ago with 1500 yards when he set the record like that was Pete Kittle. And we've wanted it to get something close to that ever since. And it's just been it's just all injuries. He plays. He's again, another guy that plays insanely physical, especially in the blocking game. Like he doesn't shy away from anything. George Kittle, like he's a a maniac. Yeah. When you got a guy like Elijah Mitchell, who's literally just running straight. I mean, you got a chance to get blindsided back of the knee and all that stuff. So yeah, Kittle's another one of those guys. You have to take a look at your team, figure out what you're doing. One player to watch out for Danny Gray, who's making plays in camp. Doug, I know you and I are really on, on this kid. Mm -hmm. He fast. He's he's fast. He's, he's good. Special teams guy. He's probably going to be their returner, which is always good news for, for receivers with decent draft capital Mm -hmm. because they're going to see the field. And then if he shows anything in that return game, they're going to be like, we need to get this kid on the field. One of my favorite fourth or later draft picks, him, Lewis Jones and Tyquan Thornton. Give me the draft capital and potential opportunity. And yeah. Yeah. So I like I like that Danny Gray. I've, I roster him in the leagues. All right. So let's wrap up the NFC West with the Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, who uh, I think are interesting. 
in a couple of different ways. Now they returned Matthew Stafford. We all know that they didn't have any changes. The tight end position is still Tyler Higby yawn. I don't think he's ever really going to be a thing again. Um, you know, he finished strong. What was it? Two or three years ago where he was awesome. Yeah. And then um, I think it's more of than anything else, but you know, Odell Beckham jr. Tears his ACL. He's done. He's a free agent right now. A, a noticeable limp at the ESPYs just a couple of weeks ago going on stage. I was like, Oh, Odell's not ready to play football anytime soon. So uh, I don't think he comes back, but what did they do? Sean McVay said he sold his nuts off to get Allen Robinson on that team. They love Allen Robinson. So it's going to be Cooper Cup, the wide receiver one last year. Allen Robinson on the other side. Van Jefferson currently dealing with a knee issue. So that's interesting because they don't, have a, no. <laughs> they don't have a lot of depth at receiver, right? Um, Tutu, another one of these guys that a team... What is it with the NFC West and second round receivers? Eskridge, Isabella, Tutu Atwell. Like, is this the curse? Like, it's the fast. Round? I don't know. So maybe Tutu becomes a thing. We don't know. But the real question for me is in the backfield. So Cam Akers coming off the Achilles. Everyone's dogging his performance because, you know, his yards per carry weren't great. You know, I think the thing about the Rams that, are, that are not enough people are talking about, and we've talked about it on this podcast before, is the offensive line. So Andrew Whitworth retires. They've got some holes on this offensive line. And that's a concern to me. But I think if Cam Akers is back to 100%, they fed him coming off an Achilles injury, you know, 20 touches a game. They are confident in Cam Akers' capability. Darrell Henderson is still there, who has shown that, you know, he's another guy that, like Elijah Mitchell, just always questionable and dinged up, right? Like, he's never forever healthy more than five or six games in a row, it seems like. Um, and then they draft Kyron Williams, who James really likes great pass blocker didn't test well, but if you look at his tape, he looks better on tape than he did in his underwear at the combine running four, six, seven, or whatever it was. So Tyler, how, I know you've been off cam Akers. Um, I'm interested to see, like, what do you think of this Rams offense? Do you think Allen Robinson has a massive bounce back? This yes. Year? Uh, and I've, you know, in a free agent league that we both are in, I paid up to get Allen Robinson and he's my fifth receiver in that league, but it's a comfortable fifth receiver. I think Allen Robinson's due for a big season. And Matt Stafford is a quarterback that we've always wanted Robinson to have. Finally, year after year, Robinson has had terrible quarterback play. Last year was probably his best quarterback play, but you know, you had Nagy just wearing that thing down. Nobody wanted that a piece of that offense. So he's going into Sean McVay, who, you know, throughout training camp, all we've heard is Allen Robinson's making plays. He's, he's going to be a big part of this offense. I believe that. That, to me, is a huge, a huge boost for Robinson. And you were getting him for second-round picks, you know, early on in the season, June, May, he, even earlier. Like, he was so cheap because people thought he was done. They felt they were so burned by him. Now his values a first. I, I think he's worth a first. So if you can get him for a second still, yeah. Go ahead, because I think he's going to dominate. He's going to be great. Cooper Cup still, as much as he had a crazy good season, I think you take 80% off that, and he's still going to have a phenomenal season. Cooper I mean, 80% Cup. off of that? So he's only 20%? You mean take 20%? Yeah, it, take 20%. Ah, right, right. You take 80% off, yeah. off, like he might be too, too out well. Like, geez. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but going to the running back room, for me, I I like Kyron. Kyron, uh, Notre Dame guy. I saw him play. Oh, of course. Just, There's just, a correlation. Notre the, Dame and Tyler. The issue is really it always burns loves. me. It always burns me. Every time. Every Notre Dame running back, it burns me. So this might end up good. 
that's that sucks. He's hurt, but he looks like he's going to be playing some preseason games. That's what uh, the rumors are, is that he'll be healthy enough to play some preseason games, which is what he needs. He needs to get on the yeah. field and play so they see what he could be. For me, Daryl Henderson, uh, he's he is what he is. He's and if, if Kyron shows anything, I think Kyron could be the number two on this team. I think Henderson's a free agent after this year anyway. Yep. So. And Kyron's still young, which is a plus at running back. And they traded up to get him. I would be surprised if the Rams bring in a veteran running back like they brought in Sony Josh Michelle Jacobs. Jo- what if Josh no, Jacobs comes in next year? I don't know if they trade year. for him this year. Oh, okay. I, I was saying, like, next year, say Cam Makers doesn't have it. What no, if I'm they saying bring... this year, like, they might bring in a veteran running back. Like... Okay, like, what if they bring in Kenyon Drake? Like, say he gets cut from the Raiders. Like, that could be a player with, with speed that they could just that use. Could be nice. Yeah, because as much as Akers has the athletic profile, I don't no, think the Rams will probably do something silly like trade for McCaffrey or something. Yeah, you know, the cap is alive. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be that one dynasty team where everybody's like, "Oh God, I don't want to face goes. them." How does this uh, even possible? Yeah, how did he get all these people? But Dead yeah, cap hits in 2024, 150 million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy what the Rams are. They've got a up. window. They've probably got like a. Another Two to couple three. year window. Yeah. yeah. And then it's really going to catch up to them. And they have but, no draft picks. Like this team could go like Super Bowl winner, competitive for two more years. And then, yeah. Yeah. Then you really wish you had those picks. So, yeah, for, for me, I, I'm out on K Makers just because of the value you can get for him. There's a lot of what if K Makers gets the touches? What if he's 100% again? And with me, I'm willing to take the chance on being wrong. Like for me, give me the value that I got back. He tore his Achilles and he was almost worthless in dynasty. Like it, it's it, his value dropped off the cliff and then ganged it all back instantly. And for me, it's a that's, wild ride. that's my, that's my option to be like, okay, I'm going, I, I've been on that roller coaster. I want to get off, let somebody else deal with 18 it. or so in DLF. Yeah. Which is, which is good because he was Not like bad. top 10. Oh, for sure. last year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he he tore his Achilles. But yeah, it's I, I'm I'm okay with being wrong. If he if he dominates, that's awesome because I still like the talent Cam Akers and I want to see him succeed. And we finally have a successful story of somebody tearing their Achilles and becoming successful. Then we yeah, can not Dante Foreman four years later. <laughs> you can nip that in the butt and finally move we'll see on. See how Marlon Mack does this year too. He's got some opportunity yep. in Houston. So. so so for me, I, I'm mainly just out on acres just because history and the value is still there to where I can get good players. Yeah, if you're looking at running backs in that similar startup, I mean if Travis you Etienne. I was gonna say, like I'd rather have Etienne and like maybe you add acres in a in a pick to get there. Like I'm okay with that. I, I mean I love Cam Akers because I'm a Florida State stand, so it's natural. And I do love the talent, but uh, you know, it's it's He's one of those players where it's a range of outcomes. The ceiling could be high, but the floor could be. And it could fall quick. Like the instant he's not producing in two weeks, his trade value drops. The biggest thing with the Rams is they were so touchdown heavy through the air. You'd think some of that ship has to write a little bit. And that's where I think Akers could regain that value. Could he get 10 or 12 touchdowns? Yes, because he's in a high powered offense. And I think 80% of their touchdowns were through the air last year for the Rams. So that's got that naturally that balances out a little bit the year after that. It's very hard to sustain that. So I think that's one of the positives for Cam Akers. But again, the thing that people aren't talking about is the offensive line to me. Uh, I know he ran behind the worst line at Florida State history. Like, I get that. Um, But this is the NFL. It's a little bit the ACC. So um, I think that enough people aren't talking about the loss of guys like Whitworth and some of the other um, 
the the lack of depth at some of the offensive line positions yep. for the now, Rams. I, I last thing I I want to say if you have Cup and you have a winning window, I'd hang on to him. But if I have an opportunity to get the bank, like get the world for him due to his last year season, would I'm you do? All in. Would you do like you want to go? Do you think you'd have to do Cup Plus to get Jefferson and Chase? Probably right. Like yes, but it wouldn't be a lot. Like you wouldn't shouldn't have to add a lot. To that. I I actually think you'd have to give a twenty three first with Cup to get one of those. Really? Two, okay. Which I'm okay with. Because yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Too. I mean, you're talking about like Jefferson and Chase, like, good Lord. Like, yeah. give me the, give me the youth. Give me the, especially with Chase, you know, the quarterback situation is going to be the same yep. for a while. Um, we don't know if cousins is going to stick in Minnesota, but I like Jefferson will. is just an elite player. So even if cousins doesn't stick, it, I don't think it matters. I'd be um, okay with uh T Higgins and a first and a second, like maybe tearing down a little bit, mm-hmm. going that route, getting a little younger, getting a pick next year. That's probably the route I would take. But yeah, if if I have the opportunity to trade down a little bit and get extra extra picks for next year, I'm all for yeah, that. Think, and like you I said, think moving cup with a little bit extra to get to those guys yes, in front of him. I would hundred percent do that. That's a great idea. So yeah, if if you have cup, that's an option. I'd go out and look to do that. And Van Jefferson, I like the player. Hopefully he gets healthy, but I think he has some sneaky value. He had some really nice weeks last year. I picked him up on the waivers in a redraft league and started him a couple times, and he got me double-digit points, and really, that's honestly like all I needed. Um, He's more of a field stretcher than I thought he would be at the next level because he was like the route runner guy, not the speed guy, but he's shown that he can separate and get downfield and win contested catches. So I think that if you have him on the outside with Robinson on the other side, cup in the middle, like, yeah, I think that they passed so much. And again, this is another division with Arizona and San Francisco, they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. Seattle, who cares? They could run the ball 50 times and win. But, um, you know, the well. other two teams <laughs> in that division, like, they're going to be some shootouts. So yeah. we should, you know, see a lot of be fun. Um, a lot of passes. Absolutely. So that is going to wrap us up this week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Shout out to Fantasy Points, Trophy Smack, as well as Underdog for sponsoring us this week. So make sure you use all the discount codes and save yourself as much money as possible. The more money you save is the more money you can put into that gas tank. Like we talked about earlier, even though you probably don't want to. Um, And I also want to remind you to go ahead and check out Viridian global. If you're looking for some new threads, you need some t-shirts. We got DHH stuff on there for you. And also make sure to check out dynastynerds.com and support our friend of the show, Rich and his team and sign up for the nerd herd. Use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. They've got trade tools. So if you like the calculator to kind of gauge where you're at, you can do that. There's an extra nerd herd episode, prospect film room, prospect scores, and the dynasty GM. So just lots of really cool stuff over there on dynasty nerds. So make sure you check that out. Tyler, any last words before we get on out of here? No, I will miss you and James next week. We will see if I do a solo, maybe talk that, about trades. That, was that that chub room that we talked about earlier? <laughs> it's just the lone be you chub. And, the lone the chub. Lone chub. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's going to be me tomorrow. But hey, we'll, next week we'll have uh, the Hall of Fame game to recap. So that'll be fun. But yeah, we'll still have a podcast then. And we are getting to the nitty gritty, the big time news. We're going to have preseason games when Doug and James are back and our hot takes episode. We hopefully might be able to get J Mike back. If not, we're still going to have it. And we are going to, we're going to stick by our words because we're going to recap that next time. And also I want to go over a pre like regular season rookie draft. I want to see where rookies would lie now. Cause I find that very interesting on values. Oh, values but, change. Yep. Yeah, for so, sure. That will be a, uh, we got some fun things coming in and then in season, we will figure things out. Maybe Chase and then we'll be back. If not, we will figure it out. Possibly but you know what? You. No, yeah, we will. Now we'll definitely be back. <laughs> we'll be, we'll definitely be back next week with just the loan chub. 
Awesome. Thank you for joining us on Dynasty Happy Hour. Make sure you leave us a rating and review on iTunes so we can bump up those charts. Thank you for listening as always. And Tyler, we'll see you next week in his lone chub room on the Dynasty Happy Hour. <laughs>